Grace and peace, you're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians pray and think about race in ways that are biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, joined as always by Isaac Adams. How you doing, Isaac? Encouraged, man. I feel like we just had... Folks don't realize we, we meet before these... Uh these recordings and just encouraging reports about United We Pray, things we're scheming of by God's grace. Yeah, man, I'm encouraged. We got a lot going on. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that because in this episode, so folks understand, this is our last planned episode of the year, our last new recording. We're going to be releasing some from the archives, but we've got a lot of travel coming up for United We Pray and personally. And so this is, we're hitting a little bit of pause. Oh man. I know you're gonna miss this time. You're gonna miss seeing me. I, and you can say that to the I people. I will miss this time. <laughs> this is, that's true. All right. So we've got a lot of listeners, a lot of new listeners really. And I wanted to not assume they know everything about the organization. I wanted to talk to you about sort of where United We Pray came from, what it is we do. I mean. People listening to this will know we're a podcast and they may not know anything else that we do. Um, so when did you start United We Pray? The first episode, you know, it's interesting, man. I'll say this. Um, there is a specific answer, September 2017. Okay, TLDR, that's the answer. But, you know, it is interesting in his book, Between Two Worlds, John Stott talks about, it's a preaching book, but he talks about how the question of how long did it take you to write that sermon is... In some sense, he, he's like, it's a really hard question to answer. I've been writing it my whole life because all your experiences go into that, all your things go. So in some sense, I want to say when I was being called an Oreo, I was thinking about United We Pray, you know, but, and that's the grand irony of me having a ministry about race, just, you know, or when I was being, you know, too black for these people, not black enough for this crew, whatever it is. And so, yeah, that God would have us start the thing in. September 2017 was the first episode. It was really the the strife surrounding the shooting of Mike Brown that led me to the kind of despair that I think kind of birthed the thing. Um, but really, who met me in that despair was Francis Grimke when I read God and Prayer as Factors in the Struggle. Which, have I, have I read that sermon? That that seems like an obvious thing I should do. That's for uh, we're going to go ahead and write that for a podcast. Yeah, maybe we just do that as a or like a belated Christmas gift. I've I've read his uh his pandemic sermon. I know that's on. We've read that one before. Folks want to check that out. But when I read God and Prayer as factors in the struggle, yeah, some uh, some light bulbs went off by God's grace, and that's when I thought of this about the fact that. Everyone is arguing, and to me, few people seem to be praying about this. And wherever you stand on this issue, if you're a Christian, we should, you agree, we should pray. I remember. And there's an article about why we started, you know, we pray, we should put in the photo notes. We should do that. Yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes. I remember, obviously remember when Michael Brown was killed. Mm -hmm. You and I were just starting to get to know each other in God's mm -hmm. providence. Mm -hmm. And we were sharing a communal office working for different organizations. <laughs> this is all true. And we we were also sharing some level of despair about what was going on yeah. and the state of things. Yeah. And ironically now as your co-host, yeah. 
we met up individually to pray about these things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, folks won't know this, but uh, I think it was a few weeks ago you sent, you found an old email I sent you just begging you to help me with this thing, I think. And I was like, the time commitment will be like five minutes a week or something. No one has ever told me a bigger lie. <laughs> United, we lie. Uh, and take advantage. No, we don't. We try not to take advantage, which is, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just grateful for your friendship. I think, and that's the that's the joy when ministry is birthed out of friendship and relationship. And yeah, yeah, I'm just so thankful. Well, speaking of friendship and relationship, I was not the original co-host. That's right. That's you started right. in 2017 with whom? Trillia Newbell. Uh, she's always been like a big sister to me in the faith. Super grateful for Trillia. She was super gracious as I was just figuring out what it even meant to have a podcast. It was my first podcast. First time really even kind of... And we, yeah, it just, the thing grew, it grew into more of a ministry with a writing arm with different. And so truly was just super gracious in all of that. And as the ministry grew, it became clear, like, Hey, you know, uh, it'd probably be better for another person to grab this microphone, but just ever thankful for Trillia and the work and patience and wisdom and voice and backing and prayer she lent. My oh goodness. yes, I mean yeah. nothing but good things to say about her and Amen. her ministry and the work she's still doing. Amen, amen. And that sister is—I mean, she, she's doing another. I just did another podcast for her and with her for a book she's got coming out on uh, reading through the Bible in a year. So I mean, it's just yeah, just all around encouragement there. And she's prolific, mm-hmm. like the, <laughs> her output. Yeah. So you mentioned sort of the ministry growing over time when you first started this thing you didn't have in mind a full-fledged organization with writing and everything, or did you? Were you dreaming or were you just thinking, I want to do this podcast right now? I was thinking, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking more doggedly, this will only be a podcast. Really? This will only, yeah, I mean, I was in seminary, I was newly married, and I just, a mentor of mine has always preached something, evolution, not revolution. And that's so, you know, everyone wants to start the the new thing with, you know, a $5 million budget or whatever it is. And we're ripping and roaring from day one. But man, we just needed some time to figure out what this thing was. But then as I saw the response and saw, okay, it actually might be helpful to have some some articles you can put in someone's hand. And different folks were just coming through willing to put their hands to the plow. And the thing grew by God's grace. Well, that's kind of how it happened at a number of different levels. Yeah. So like with, with Trillia originally, and then uh, even the way we found our producer was mm-hmm. a listener who reached out to us. Right, right. And was like, y'all need help. Can I help you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> please. And so, yes, yes. We love you, Josh. Yes, amen. So if you were going to explain to somebody who had never heard of us what it is United We Pray does, what would you say? So this is, we recently hosted, so United We Pray is now a ministry of Iron City Church in Birmingham, Alabama, where I serve as lead pastor and where you're a member of. Um, And this is what I said to the church at an event we put on for the church, really. Okay, so I said, at United We Pray, we say all the time that when it comes to fighting racism as Christians, we must do more than pray, but we cannot do less. So to be clear, United We Pray, we teach. We go 
to churches and teach like the church experience that night. We put we do teaching events. We were just talking about some traveling we're going to do to teach. At United We Pray, we podcast, okay? That may be the arm of our ministry folks are most familiar with, and they got a taste of that that night. We did a live recording. At United We Pray, we write. It may be articles on our website uh, or books, you know, so talking about race, birth at United We Pray. We write as a ministry. So we teach, we podcast, and we write. But, beloved, what we also do is pray. We pray. So we pray on this show. We pray outside this show. When we go travel and speak places, I think we've started to be just insistent that we're only coming if we can host a time of prayer. I don't just mean praying right before the talk or right after the talk. I mean a time of dedicated prayer. I said at this conference I was at recently, I am tired of going to conferences where we sing cool songs, sing good songs, hear good teaching, though I'm thankful for those things. But where are the conferences where we gather to pray? I was pounding on the pulpit when I said that. Um, Because we believe on this issue, we need divine help. And even maintaining unity in our church, we need divine help. And the Bible is so clear how we get that help. We ask. We have to do more than ask. Got it. But we can't do less. And if we're not even willing to do that first step, what... Why do we think we would be fruitful and successful in no, step 10? We should shut down. Yeah. So that's what, that was what birth United We Pray. I mean, there was four reasons I said in this article we'll link to in the show notes. Number one, the Bible commands prayer. It, it, it says pray without ceasing, right? Pray about everything. Uh, church history commends prayer. So you have the example of Grimke and I have, you know, that monster quote that I often preach and read about, uh, slaves praying the prayer life of, uh, black slaves. Right. And just, I mean, how convicting is that? Right. Church history, the Bible commands church history commends with an E next, um, pastors know about prayer. So, you know, I think you and I are quick to say we're not experts on this or that. And we try to have experts come through the show like Jarvis on what he was talking about. And finally, Christians agree on prayer. Like wherever you are at on this issue, left, right, center, whatever. If you're a Christian, you agree we should pray. And so we're trying to plant this flag in the ground to talk about this issue and pray about this issue in a way that is biblical, in a way that is clear, in a way that is hopeful, as if Jesus really did get up from the dead, in a way that's helpful to people. That's so cool. So just to expound, we, I don't think we need to explain the podcast to people. They're listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, a level yeah, of inception yeah, yeah, that we just yeah, don't yeah. even need to get yeah. into. Folks might not know we have articles. We try to post a couple a week. We've got um, regular short form articles that we do. We try to keep them pretty accessible, pretty short. Mm-hmm. I think unusually short just to not talk about every issue in every article. Yeah. Just to. And your critical, I mean, I know you dread me bringing it up, but your critical race theory series is is a prime example of this. So instead of writing one massive article, you wisely just broke it out into four digestible chunks. Yes. Well, we'll step over that issue without <laughs> stepping in it. Um, so we've got those. We periodically, irregularly release longer scholarly pieces by some of those experts you've talked about. So mm-hmm. we've had a number of, whether that's a sociologist or a Bible professor or a history professor or counseling professor. I mean, we've had all kinds of credentialed experts on mm-hmm. who spend more time putting together a longer piece of work about a specific issue we realize those aren't for everybody, but I'm not sure where else you get that kind of curated content. Yeah. And then we travel. So you and I go and host events 
speak at events, teach at events, and you just got back from one. Yeah. You wanna talk about that? Yes. Goodness, it was so encouraging. Uh, it was called Ethnic Unity in the Church. It was in Portland. It was put on by uh, really a family of churches out there. Uh, so Henson Baptist, Trinity, and a church called Redemption Church. It was so encouraging, man. I think it was kind of, the ethos was what we're trying to be about at United We Pray. So I, uh, I hope I speak it into existence by saying I think it's going to happen again. I'd encourage folks to go. But the teaching was biblical, thoroughly biblical. It was super precise. But what felt we were as one as it was Shylin speaking, me, uh, PJ Tobian, and a brother named Virgil Brown, and just the talks were super biblical, super pre- precise. People were like, "Here's what I mean by this term." Uh, just clear definition. So I was just lapping that up. Um, and we had a beautiful time of prayer where we just got on our faces and prayed about this. And as Shai said, I felt like the conference, we celebrated the timeless truths we're united in, but the conference also felt timely. And I just think it did not, what I have yearned for and longed for, what, what I realized is that I've been to tons of conferences where there's a talk about race or a breakout about race, but this was all about this. And not only that, at this conference, we didn't spend any time defending what we're not saying. It did not feel like, here's why the four, why everything I'm saying isn't CRT. And you just bypassed all of the unhelpful rabbit trails. Oh, it was just so, we didn't have one conversation about it. Instead, it was, we're standing on the Bible, casting this positive vision for ethnic unity in the church, working for justice outside the church. And I thought that was thoroughly refreshing in a way that to me felt like this is a new thing that I hope keeps going and that I hope to just keep breathing into. Well, yes and amen. I hope it happens too. Whether or not that specific event happens, we're already pretty booked up for 2023 travel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's encouraging about this and bringing it up is I, I wanted us to sort of have a time for the listeners where we can talk about things we want to do Mm -hmm. things. We see this ministry doing, um, and even as we talk about events and are looking at our 2023 calendar, I don't know how much else we want to add to it. I mean, there yeah, are, not much. I don't think our wives want us to add much either. And they're wise and right. So. And that's not to self aggrandize and say, look at how full our calendars are. It's this, it's to be encouraged that so many of you want this kind of thing happening in yeah, your amen. church. Amen. amen. I mean, how encouraging is that? It's super, it's, it's super encouraging. I love, I mean, Again, not self-aggrandizing, but just encouraging that churches are like, hey, we read your book. Would you all come out here and do something for us? Like super encouraging. Praise the Lord. And the thing, just to drill down one level more, just so folks understand, I guess what I mean is I'm not encouraged that folks are affirming our stuff. Right. I'm affirming, I'm, I'm encouraged that they're affirming our kind of stuff, which yeah. is the emphasis to clear, helpful, biblical, mm-hmm. hopeful, mm-hmm. we're we and the the folks you mentioned who are at this conference, many mm-hmm. of whom have been on our podcast or written articles for us, mm-hmm. are not the ones trying to shout anybody down, not trying to be the loudest person in the room, trying to do what Dr. Williams said at his event, make a compelling case. Yeah. A compelling, Calmly, confidently, yeah. biblically, here is the compelling case. And we've been trying to do that, and it seems like y'all are eating it up. And so we're encouraged by that. Thank you for that. 
Yes. We're glad to be working at this with you. So while we're talking about that, do you have any big dreams for the ministry? Anything that we're not doing that you want us to be doing? Yes. I mean, one is I'd like to, I'd like for us to be a this has always been a kind of backpack ministry. And <laughs> I'd like to kind of move into a home. I'd love for you to have some space to work one. So I'd love for there to be a kind of hub and office and studio and all that. Um, but beyond that is I think we'd love to build relationships more with churches. Uh, and we, we just need more bandwidth for that of, of, Hey, here's a kind of network of churches who are trying to think about this in a like-minded way. Uh, I think another thing is we'd like to write more. We got one book. I think we got about 20 book ideas. Uh, so we need a bit more time to write. We need to buy some time. You know, if it's not my time, I'd like to buy more of your time. And to that extent, one thing I really want to do is, you know, folks know this is not my full-time job. Uh, I, my full-time job that keeps me plenty busy is being the lead pastor of Iron City Church. And so I would love to have an executive director whose name rhymes with Schmoschen Luder and have him run this ministry, one, so I can be a faithful pastor, but two, so this ministry can really thrive. Uh, really, it, 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 at each, so kind of going back to that, what my mentor told me, right? Not, ev- not revolution, but evolution. And each stage we've kind of evolved. Okay. Isaac can't just be tweeting from United We Praise Handle. We need someone to manage the social media. Thank and God. And take it away from And <laughs> Take it away from Isaac. Okay, great. Okay. There, there needs to be an evolution there. We, okay. Now we are, we need someone to produce the show. Okay. Now we need someone to help us arrange our travel. Okay. Now, and so with each level, the ministry is growing. And so we need infrastructure or trellis to use that metaphor for the vine of this ministry to grow on. And so there's, those are some things I'm really excited about more traveling, more speaking, more for, we would love, for instance, here's one real practical thing. I'd love to get some Sunday school curriculum written. Uh, I think that's that, my white whale. That's right. the, that's the thing I'm, I don't know what that means, but it sounds Sounds useful. Okay. So, uh, but I'd love to get some Sunday school curriculum. I'd love to get some small group curriculum written. Like, uh, can we get a, you know, a kind of small group guide to be talking about races, you know, little companion buddy, things like that. It's just like, we just don't have, and maybe to, to frame the need differently or even what we'd like to do. All the st- encouraging stuff you talked about and I just talked about with you know the different arms of our ministry, we're doing all that without a full-time employee. I say that not to pat ourselves on the back because we're feeling the need, but to paint the need yes. of like, hey, if this is encouraging, imagine what we could do if we actually had full-time employees. But to get there, we need gas in the tank. Or to be even clearer, because that's one of our things, right? Clear. We need money. We do. And we are not in danger of closing up shop. The ministry is in good shape. But if we want to do more, we need more resources than we currently have. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this beforehand. We have never asked our listeners for donations, to my knowledge. Certainly since you took over the show, we haven't. No, uh, I can't remember a time we have. Uh, and we try to not be, you know, we need money, we need money. But the reality is, you know, our listeners are adults. They have jobs. <laughs> like, 
The, and they understand how ministry works. They understand how ministry works. No one is getting rich off this. Why don't no. we put it like that, right? Um, but uh, if we want to do the things we're doing, for instance, encouraging African-American pastors around the country, for instance, and some efforts we're initiating there who are working in predominantly white churches and battling discouragement. Okay, yeah. I'd love to take them to a nice dinner, but someone's got to pay for it, right? Right. And so on. Well, on that note, and this being our last episode of the year, we did want to just make our listeners aware of an opportunity for financial support. Um, through the end of the year, we have a very generous donor who has agreed to match donations um, given in the next few months. And so if you want to double your impact, Amen. now is the time to do it. Amen. Yeah. We, I mean... That would be our ask is, hey, if this thing has been benefiting you, if, if you've been encouraged, if you've been helped in your thinking, helped in your praying, you literally, you give us $1, you're giving us two right now. So you give us more and we will take all the help we can get. Uh, so we would love that. Yes. Amen. Anything else you want to say to our listeners before we sort of sign off for the year with new content? Should I be more specific and say how much the match is so folks have some idea of what we're shooting at? Sure. We got a $50,000 match. And that's so it's like, hey, I, you know, I do not despise the widow's two pennies. We'll take it. And how can folks donate? They can go to our website. You can go to our website, youwepray.org or youwepray.com. They all go to the same place. Yeah. And there is a donate button. We'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, there's a donate button right there on the homepage. Great. Um, so yeah, we don't despise the two pennies, but I think it's fair to say, awesome. We're trying to raise big kid money right now. We're just, so you know, Austin's got a family, beautiful family. Uh, we would like them to not be worried about their needs, uh, and we'd like to we'd like to hire Austin full time, and so we'd like to get there, uh, and you can help us get there. So I think I mean this is probably where we need a flash, just a cute picture of uh you know your kid and then we wouldn't ever have to struggle raising money uh because she's just the most precious thing but uh i do want to i just want to be clear about that is like hey we we would love for folks to, and you don't you can give once or you can become a recurring donor you know and just give over time and i would love for folks to do that and we're encouraged by how many folks have sort of sought us out without us asking. Mm -hmm. There are a number of our listeners who we've never met mm -hmm. who have decided to do that. But we wanted to make the ask explicit just so you know, this is what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. If you appreciate this ministry, if you listen to this podcast regularly, if you like what we're doing, that's a way for you to partner and be involved. Amen. Amen. Well, Isaac, do you want to uh, pray to close us out? Yeah, well, I want to do that. And... Uh yeah, there's a lot to pray about, so let me do that. Father, we come um, thankful. Father, for all that you've allowed us to do this year, um, for all that you've allowed us to record, to teach, to write, to pray about. And Lord, you have answered every prayer, including the prayer to provide for this ministry's every need. So we know that the people hearing this are hearing it at just the right time and um, because it's your time. And Lord, you are the God who does not need anything. You only, you only can give. You cannot receive from us. You are independently wealthy and independently 
sustained, Father. And so we ask of your great resources that you would move through your people to provide for this ministry, uh, that this ministry might grow in its ability to honor you, to bring glory to you, and to speak biblically, clearly, hopefully, and helpfully about issues that the enemy has been pleased to plague the church with from day one. Lord, we want to see um, people more thoughtful about these issues. We want to see more unity in our churches. And so we ask you to provide for us, Lord, asking, knowing that it's your grace alone. We can't, we can make the best sales pitch. And Lord, if you don't breathe on it, it doesn't matter. So Lord, we pray, we ask that you would sustain United, we pray. We ask that you provide new support, new help, new partners, and that we might see a new work uh, that supports the new man being formed in Christ. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for listening. Amen. Thank you for thank listening y'all. all year. We will see you next year, but you'll be hearing from us uh, periodically through the end of the year as we post some of our favorite content. Amen. But thank you so much for listening. Grace and peace. I have a weekend. Oh, yeah. Everything to God in prayer.